Welcome to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Whether you're a backyard gardener, a market gardener, or a small-scale farmer just starting out or a seasoned grower, this show is for you. Join us as we share tips and tricks, tactics and hacks to growing food for yourself, your family, and your community, as well as sharing stories here from the field and other growers and farmers making a difference in their local food webs. My name is Cody, and I will be your host, so let's get growing. All right, welcome back to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Happy Monday, y'all. It is good to be back. I hope you all had a great weekend. And I have had something on my mind all weekend. I actually forgot all about it on Friday, and I've been pondering it. So I have to ask, what do you call a chicken that crosses the road, rolls in the mud, and crosses back? A dirty double crosser. (laughs) All right, I slipped that one in right off the back. The last couple episodes didn't have a dad joke in there by my mistakes. So I wanted to make sure I got that in and out of the way because that one's been haunting me all weekend. (laughs) Now today we're jumping into our next episode in our Planning Your First Garden series. And what I want to do is I'm going to explore what I believe is planning your first garden the easy way. Because you might be looking or planning to start your first garden this season, but feel a little bit overwhelmed and unsure where to begin and that is totally normal or maybe you're a second year gardener thinking there's got to be a better way last year did not go quite the way I expected but regardless of what side of that fence you're on don't worry you are not alone and the good news is is that success leaves clues and that's really what this episode is all about and by following proven systems or methods you can actually have a fantastic garden in no time So first, we're going to go over five pretty common mistakes that a lot of new gardeners make at no fault of their own. And then we'll talk a little bit about what I believe is probably the easiest way to avoid that. And if you stick around to the end, I may just have a free resource that could get your season started off on the right foot. Now, one of the first things that comes to mind when I think about the things that plague a brand new gardener is actually the importance of planting before planting. Starting your veggie garden can be both exciting and intimidating, let's be honest. And one of the biggest challenges that new gardeners face is deciding what to plant and how much to plant. And without proper planning, you might just end up with a little more zucchini than you even know what to do with or can give away. Or maybe you don't end up with quite enough tomatoes to even make a single jar of salsa. So to avoid this, it's super important to have a solid plan in place as far as what and how much you're gonna grow before you even start planting. Now the second challenge I see new gardeners trip over a little bit is their soil quality. Fact of the matter is, if you don't have good soil, your plants just won't grow well, no matter how much water or fertilizer you pour to them. And that's why it's important to test your soil and amend it as needed before planting. This will help ensure that your plants have the nutrients they need to thrive. And I actually think here in the next couple weeks, I'm gonna do a whole episode around specific types soil amendments that you can use in your garden depending on what you're growing. Now one more major challenge that new gardeners face is pest and disease control. Now it can be super frustrating to watch your plants get eaten by bugs or succumb to fungal infections and trust me I know I've had to deal with this if you guys have heard I've dealt with the Colorado potato beetle I've dealt with the dreaded tomato hornworms right so it's no fun to watch them sit there and eat your plants. Now to avoid this, it's important to practice good sanitation 
and to choose plants that are resistant to common pests and disease. That's one of the main reasons I'm such a huge advocate for companion planting and why I'm doing a whole series on that strategy in itself. The fourth thing I see happen all the time is actually choosing the wrong location. Sometimes out of necessity, but most of the time it's just a simple matter of you don't know what you don't know. And maybe you're just not aware of all the factors needed to consider when picking out the ideal location for your garden. It's really important to choose the right location for your garden, taking into consideration all of the factors like sunlight. You want to try to make sure that it gets at least six hours of full sunlight if possible. And as I've already mentioned, you really want to think about the soil quality and the location that you choose and what you're going to need to amend that like we talked about earlier. And another biggie is the drainage of the location. Without good drainage, your garden could literally become a little pond and and awful hard to grow veggies in a situation like that. So you want to make sure to do your research and actually observe your garden site before planting. Now the fifth mistake I see, and actually probably the biggest mistake that hurts new gardeners the most, and that is not planting at the right time. Planting at the wrong time can actually lead to poor growth or even crop failure. Whether from frost due to planting too early, or not even getting a harvest because you planted them out too late. You really want to make sure to research the best time to plant your specific crops in your specific growing zone or location and climate. The best solution to this is to have a crop plan with a seed starting, planting, and harvesting calendar. All done and planned out prior to planting your first seed. And if you want a little bit of insight, you can always head over to our YouTube channel. I did a whole video uh, year or two ago actually on using Google Calendar to plan all that out. Now let's talk about the easy way to plan out your first garden or your second garden. <laughs> and I want to revert back to success leaves clues. For myself when I was starting out I wanted to start a market garden. So I found the guys that were good at it and I learned exactly how they did it. Because the one thing that I've always lived by is that if someone else has done it so can I, and I can learn exactly what and how they did it, and then I can do it as well. So anytime I've ever wanted to learn or do something new, whether it be a hobby or a new job or a skill set, I've always tried to find those who have gotten the results I'm after and learn and do exactly what they've done. It's the quickest path to success that I know. I'll give you a personal example. When I was in my early 20s, I wanted to learn how to ride bulls because I had already been working with horses and around cattle most of my life and a whole bunch of my buddies were riding bulls. So I wanted to learn how to do it as well. Now, the first few times, yeah, I listened to them, I took their advice and I tried it. But what I figured out really quickly was if I wanted to learn how to do it right and get good at it, I needed to learn from the guys who were good at it, <laughs> right? So I went down to a professional bull riding school hosted by Gary LaFew if you guys have ever watched the movie eight seconds there's actually a scene in there where lane frost actually says hey man there's gary lefew because gary lefew was a world champion bull rider back in the day i regress so my traveling partner and i we went down and went to a four-day school that he was holding got on a bunch of bulls got all beat up but learned how to do things a little bit differently and actually learned that 95 percent of anything is all up here it's all up in the head it's all the mental game and the preparation and that's where I learned the seven P's 
Proper and prior preparation prevents a piss poor performance. <laughs> so at that and the power of visualization and seeing what you want before you've got it. So when it came to market gardening, there was it was no different, right? If I wanted to actually take it to the next level, build a market garden that could grow a lot of food and feed a lot of people, I, and I wanted to do it in a fairly short amount of time, I would have to learn from the guys that did it right. So that's what I did. Now, as a gardener, one of the most rewarding things is actually being able to provide food for yourself and for your loved ones, right? That's really why we do it. Um, our selection of food that's truly good for us in the grocery stores are getting harder and harder to come by. So that's really why we do it. And it is truly rewarding when you can grow a bunch of food and feed a bunch of people. Or even if you're just growing food for yourself, it is amazing. And I don't care what anybody says, it always tastes better. And it's not just about the satisfaction of growing your own food. It's also about all of the benefits that come with it. You know, homegrown veggies are often way more nutritious. And like I said, definitely more flavorful than any store-bought produce I've ever had. And gardening can be a great way to save money on groceries. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I know that every time we go to the grocery store, even if we buy less, it seems like the bill's more. So <laughs> that's always a bonus. Now, that being said depending on how big of operation, what kind of operation, it may not save you money. So that's, not, so that's not actually the benefit I like to focus on, but it's definitely one of them. But for many people, starting a garden can seem like a pretty daunting task. There's so much to learn, and from choosing the right plants to preparing the soil, it can be overwhelming to know where to even begin. And that's where resources like books, videos, podcasts, gardening centers, garden consultants can actually be incredibly helpful. So when I started my own market garden, I made it a point to learn from those who had already achieved the results I was after. So I read the book, The Market Gardener by J.M. Fortier. I read The Urban Farmer by Curtis Stone. Even though I wasn't in an urban environment, that's where I really learned about high density planning and growing as much as you possibly can in a small space. I'm working on about a quarter acre, which isn't much more than what he had in his urban environment over a few different properties. So it actually made a lot of sense. And, and I also knew that if I could do it on that size, it was also scalable. After I'd been farming for a couple of years, Daniel Mays came out with the no-till organic vegetable farm. And I think that is probably, in my opinion, hands down, one of the best guides if you want to learn how to run a profitable, small-scale organic vegetable farm. It's phenomenal. But these resources gave me the knowledge and guidance I needed to create a successful garden. You know, I also followed a number of YouTube channels like Jesse over at No-Till Growers and Connor Crickmore of Never Sink Farms. Now, these channels provided me valuable insights and really, more importantly, probably the inspiration and helped me stay motivated throughout the growing season a little bit. Jesse Frost over at No-Till Growers, he actually just came out with a book, The Living Soil Handbook, here in the past year, which also looks like a phenomenal guide when it comes to soil and soil health. Sometimes what I found is even with all the resources available, it can still be kind of difficult to navigate the challenges of running a market garden or gardening in general. There were definitely points, especially once the garden got going, where, man, I was busy. I was working out there in the market garden, you know, 12 hours a day. I didn't have time to sit down and watch a bunch of videos at that point. So what I had watched prior to the season was pretty much what was going to get me through the season for the most part. And 
things definitely popped up that I didn't foresee, <laughs> right? Um, and I really didn't have any to, anybody to call. And, you know, so I did lean on some of the other local farmers and market gardeners at the farmer's markets that I was selling produce at. But that's the one thing that can be kind of challenging, especially when you're starting out and you're learning from podcasts and off from YouTube. Once you get out there, those guys aren't there anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even with all the resources available, it can still be kind of difficult to navigate the challenges of planning out your garden. And and honestly, that's where I think I can make the greatest impact, and that's where Project Feed Your Neighbor comes in. Of course, I'm going to continue with producing two podcasts a week and putting videos out on our YouTube channel every week and definitely try to reach as many people as possible on those platforms to help teach and encourage and inspire other people to grow more food and feed more people. You know, my mission behind Project Feed Your Neighbor really is to feed 10,000 families a year with fresh local produce in their neighborhoods around the world. And that's where I believe I can make the greatest impact is actually working one-on-one with new growers or with new market gardeners, growers that may have been growing personally for a couple years. They've kind of got a handle on growing, but then they really want to scale up. And working one-on-one is really where I feel I can have the greatest impact over the course of time. So what I'm actually doing is I've set aside a few hours a week I'm offering a free 20-minute garden consultation over Zoom where I can provide personalized advice and help you create a custom plan where we can talk about your garden design, maybe a personalized crop plan, and any garden advice I can give you for, for certain situations that you may be dealing with in your specific location. Because like I said, because gardening is contextual to your location. But the nice thing about Zoom is regardless of where you're at, as long as we can communicate, I can help you. And I've set aside 20-minute blocks to help you guys get started off on the right foot. So there will definitely be a link down in the show notes where we can connect and get that set up. Because honestly, whether you're a first-time gardener or an experienced pro, it's important to remember that you're not alone. Right? It's really easy to get out there in the heat of the summer, especially if you're a one- or even two-man show, to kind of feel like you're out there alone in the abyss all by yourself in the heat of the summer. But there are plenty of resources and support available to help you achieve your gardening goals. And that's where I want to encourage you guys to really don't be afraid to seek out guidance and advice. And remember that with the right tools and support, you can create a fantastic garden, grow a ton of food, and feed a lot of people. It doesn't have to be difficult, and I'd I'd love to sit down, see what you got going on, and see how I can help. Now, as far as myself here on the farm this morning, we already got some carrots planted, and I got four more beds prepped. So the season is creeping up on us quick, and I'm starting to get excited. Still going to be kind of a chilly week here in Michigan, Zone 5B. But it does look like we'll be able to get the majority of the garden prepped up this week. So it's going to be a busy one. Wanted to get you guys started off on the right foot. Hopefully you guys have got some seeds started. You're getting your soil prepped, your plans made, and getting ready to grow some food. If you're enjoying the podcast and getting some value out of it, do me a favor rate and review the show. If you're listening to this on Spotify, feel free to drop me some questions down in the Q&A portion. If you're listening to it over on YouTube, be sure to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet, and share it with a friend. And again, don't forget there will be a link down in the description so you can jump on that 20-minute call and we can get your season started off on the right foot. Get out there, get in the garden, get your hands dirty, make somebody smile, and we'll talk to you on Friday.